Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. Let me get this shit out right now. I'm sorry. I'm reclining the chair back. I'm leaning back. I'm getting ready to talk to you guys. It's been almost, it, it's been just under a month. I almost went a month without talking to you guys. If you're hearing that fantastic echo, it's because I have this beautiful new setup, this beautiful new room. I just bought a new house. I got a new truck. I'm getting it going. Big Scary Man Guy's stock is on the goddamn rise. So, when last we talked, I was fucking knee-deep in football and, and talking about how I hate the Cleveland Browns. I was losing my mind, flipping the fuck out. I've, I've tamed it down a little bit. I feel a little better about the Bengals, blah, blah, blah. Not going to get into that. We're going to talk WrestleMania here. We're going to go right into WrestleMania. I'm just going to give you basically the meat and potatoes of it. I'm not going to go over everything. I'm just going to give you what I think, and we'll see how this goes. So, oh, God, the kickoff. Who cares? Well, first of all, let me just say, WrestleMania was too long. I actually really liked it. I thought it was a good card. I thought it was a good product, but nothing is good enough to keep my attention for seven hours. Nothing. So maybe they need, I don't know what they need to do, but they need to figure it out because there's no way that it's going to keep going on like that. They need to to cut it down to like four hours because the crowd really suffered from it, man. The crowd was, was going nuts. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so Carmella wins the women's battle royal. It was all right. It wasn't great. Um, I don't know. Like last year, she was the first one eliminated. Now this year, she wins it. They really don't usually do stuff with the people that win these things. Uh, It's like Naomi won it last year, and I was there, and then I don't remember her doing anything after that. So I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Carmella's hot. Good for her. I don't know. (laughs) That's that's basically all I have to say about that. I I don't know. Uh, Then the Raw Tag Team Championship... Uh, was Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins versus The Revival. And uh, Kurt Hawkins had lost like a dumb amount. I think he had 185 losses in a row. And they, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins win. I guess it's cool that they both are getting their moment. But it really makes The Revival look like dog shit. And The Revival, the revival see, I can't even get their name right anymore because that's how irrelevant they've been. They won the championships, and I still don't give a shit about them. And it's too bad because they're a really good tag team. They have a great gimmick, and WWE just completely mismanaged them, and, and it's fucked. Um, what else? Braun Strowman won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, yeah, that that sucked. I didn't care. I really just didn't care at all. They, they're screwing with him, too. Braun Strowman could be a huge star right now, and he's not, and they're dumb. Let's see. Let's see. WrestleMania opens with Alexa Bliss. Oh, my God. She is a saucy, beautiful little lady. And Hulk Hogan comes out, fucks up everything that he says, babbles like a moron. Uh, I loved it because, you know, why not? He's a real American. He can get it going. They start the show with the Universal Championship match. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. This is when I woke up. This is when I cracked a cold one. This is when I said, all right, I'm in this now. Kicked back the recliner and said, let's get it going. Um, 
good match. I loved that it was on first. Uh, Brock Lesnar basically beat the absolute hell out of him. Was He had bruises all over his back. He's throwing him into a fucking table. He's throwing him into the wall. He's hitting him with F5s, everything. Referee goes down. Rollins slams him with the low blow. Um, knee stomps him like three times. And, you know, destroys him. I mean, Lesnar's going to go do his thing. He had to lose eventually. Seth Rollins deserved it. I don't think it's super believable that Rollins would beat Lesnar in any sort of physical activity. But, I mean, he won. They still made Lesnar look okay because the only reason he lost is because of a cheap shot. So, you know, all in all, this is fine. Um, yeah, cool. Then what What was next? Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Upsetting. Um I guess the word I would use is underwhelmed. I just, I don't know. This match did not wow me in any way. Um, what, like when I watched the Lesnar-Rollins match, I was pretty hyped up after it. I was like, that was pretty cool. This is pretty sick. I wonder what match is going to be on next. They're, they're going to have a hard time dealing with the fact that that match just happened. Sometimes it's really hard when you have this crazy good match and then you have to follow it. And that was the case here. These guys, they tried to tell a story of, you know, Styles hurt Norton's leg and blah, 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 blah. They just needed this to be a a quick 10-minute match with a lot of action. That's the only way they were going to salvage it. That's the only way. And they didn't do that. It was just, I don't know. You know, Orton hits him with an RKO. He kicks out of it. Styles hits him with the phenomenal forearm, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I didn't love it. It was fine. It was like a C. It was the classic C match. It was whatever. It was fine. Then you had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. You had the Usos. You had the bar. You had Ricochet and Aleister Black. You had Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. And let me tell you something. This, like, may have been booked, like, as an afterthought in order to get, like, a bunch of big names just on the card. But dude, this fucking match was baller. This match should have followed the first match because they went for it, dude. Like Ricochet and Alistair Black looked like they were heading towards a title win, clearing out the rings, like fucking 630 splash, spin kicks, Sheamus is is fucking beating the war drum on everybody's face. Fucking Cesaro's got a guy by his legs. He's just flinging him around for two minutes straight. It was out of control. Every single competitor in that match looked strong, and that's hard to do with that many people in the match. But uh, it ends up, after this crazy wild sequence of strikes and all that shit, Sheamus eats a, a pair of fucking double super kicks to the chin, and uh, the Usos land on top, and they they win. That was a good match. That was a solid, legitimate, like not all time. Like it's not an A, but it's it's there. It's a B. It was solid. Uh, then you had Shane McMahon versus The Miz, and I thought I was not gonna give a shit. I mean, when the, like literally when I heard the music and everything, I was like, oh, fuck off. I was like, this blows. Now I got to sit through this garbage. And at first, 
I would say the first five minutes, I was like, oh, I don't care. You know, the recline is going back just a little bit more every minute that goes by. And then the fucking Mrs. Dad comes out and starts making me die laughing because he put he's putting his mitts up and he's just looks like a sick. He looks like a fucking idiot. And I just thought it was hilarious. It got me back into the match. And then, you know, something crazy is going to happen with Shane, but. Literally, they just start beating the shit out of each other, The Miz and Shane, and they're going back and forth, back and forth. Um, they get up onto this lighting platform, and they just fucking brawled. Um, I mean, there was a little bit of everything in this match. I'm not doing it justice when I'm explaining it. I mean, The Miz is just throwing them around. Shane is hitting him with shit. Miz is hitting him with chairs. He knocks him over and throws him into a fucking top of a golf cart. And then the Miz suplexes him off a fucking ginormous structure. And somehow Shane is on top of him as he suplexes him. And that's how he wins. Which the finish was whatever. But, I mean, that was real... I mean, that match was fucking sick. That match was awesome. I didn't expect it. Uh, then you had the women's tag team championship. You had the, uh, Boston hug connection, which I fucking hate Beth Phoenix and Natalia, who I was sure were going to win Nia Jackson, Tamina, uh, team big girls. And that's not their name, that that's what they are. And the iconics who I fucking love the iconics. I think they're hilarious. I think they're the best duo on the mics with the women that are not singles competitors. And I feel like they always get fucked. I feel like no, they never get their due. And this match was not amazing, but the finish was perfect. The finish was perfect. The finish saved the match for me. Because I'm thinking probably Natalia and Beth Phoenix are going to win just because the night before some asshole tried to tackle Bret Hart. It was on TMZ, all this crazy shit. And, you know, her father passed away, Jim Anvil Neidhart. And uh, I thought that was going to make it so that they're just going to give Natalia the win, which, I mean, that would have been fine, too. But given the win to the Iconics, that, you saucy little WWE. You know, sometimes I think you're not paying attention, and then you're just like, hey, buddy, here's a little nug for you. Here's a little fucking bit of joy for you. And I'm like, well, thank you, WWE, you fucking dicks. I love it. That's good. Good for you. So they got this right. They got this right. They made all the competitors look pretty strong. Um, Peyton comes in, tags. They don't realize, knock Beth out of the ring. They get the pin. It was perfect. It was great. Didn't make the Iconics look like they were world beaters. They kind of stole the win. But that's who they are. And I loved it. And I thought it was great. Um, the WWE Championship match between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryant. I loved everything about it. I loved everything about this match because the build up to it was perfect. You had ev- a little bit of everything. And it's kind of ironic that you use Daniel Bryant as the bad guy calling him calling Kofi the B-plus player when that's literally what you did WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan. I liked the whole, like, reverse thing. I liked that Daniel was the one now that was the the guy that was saying, you're a B-plus player. I liked that Kofi was a huge underdog, and I loved the match. They had a great technical match. I mean, 
The crowd lived and died with every fucking twist in this match. Like, the amount of times that Daniel Bryan got the LaBelle lock, and, you know, normally I don't feel this way when I watch matches. Normally, I kind of know what's coming. I can call it. And this one, I wasn't sure because I was like, they could fuck him. They could fuck Kofi over. Like, naturally, everyone in the arena is thinking Kofi's going to win, but it's the WWE. You don't know. And when he hit him with that LaBelle lock... The crowd goes into a, fen- a frenzy and, like, I'm just like, God damn it. Like, he's going to win. Like, Daniel Bryan's going to win. Then it gets reversed. He starts grounding. Kofi starts grounding, pounding on Bryan, returning the favor, starts kicking him. I-, I loved the moment where Kofi almost hulked up a little bit. Daniel Bryan's kicking him, kicking him, kicking him. He's getting stronger, stronger, stronger. And then he hits him with the trouble in paradise. Awesome moment. Kofi, 11 years in the biz, never won the title, wins the title. It was fucking cool. He has his kids in the ring. They throw out the other belt. They give him the new belt. It was just a great moment. And that, the, the crowd was out of control. The crowd was losing their minds. And that's an A right there. I don't want to give it a full A. I'm going to give it an A minus. But that's a fucking good match. Really good. Really loved it. That should have been the main event. But... I mean, that's only, I'm kind of going ahead of myself, but it was hard for anything to follow that because that was the apex of the night that was that was up there. Then you had Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Guess what? They got this one right. You might not agree. You might not agree. This match lasted about three minutes, and it was fucking perfect. It's exactly what AJ Styles versus Orton should have been. Samoa Joe goes out there. Rey hits one move. Then Samoa Joe chokes him out. Perfect. That's it. They're both at WrestleMania. They're both on the card. Perfect. That's exactly what you should have done. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Very, very, very annoying. Because I love Drew McIntyre. They've been building Drew McIntyre up for this, like, all this fucking time. And then here comes Roman Reigns. And listen, he battled leukemia. I root for the guy. Like, I literally... When he was gone for so long and he came back, I wanted him to win. I want, But then when they booked these two to fight each other, it pissed me off. Because I'm like, well, Roman Reigns is going to win. He's going to win. That it pisses me off because Drew McIntyre needed that win more than him. Roman Reigns could lose 100 matches in a row and he'd still be favored. Because you know that he's going to get a title opportunity. He's going to win. That's just the way it is. The crowd was not into it. The crowd could have cared less. Drew McIntyre looked strong at times, but I think they butchered it. That match was maybe one of the worst ones on the card. It's just like, basically on a, on a, on a card of already feel, like it's filled with feel-good stories and inspiring moments. This one was whatever, like, I don't know. I, good for Roman, not shitting on him in any way, but I didn't care. Then... This is, Elias goes out, does his thing, he's playing his guitar, whatever. All of a sudden, they're they're showing a Babe Ruth video, talking about how he's the best of all time, interrupting Elias, and then John Cena's old school music, and I'm saying, what the fuck is happening? Thugonomics, word life, I'm like, John Cena's coming out right now in his old attire, I was about to go to bed, and then I heard it, and I went, holy fuck, lost my mind. Uh, it was awesome. The, the segment was perfect. The segment was probably like, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes, 
And all of it was great. You know, he goes out there, talks about putting his nuts in his face. Just, you know, John Cena. John Cena as a heel is amazing. John Cena is one of the most talented people to ever be in the WWE ever. And he is, he never gets his just due, but he is one of the best. If not, I don't get pissed, but if not the best. I mean, to me, he'll never be Undertaker. To me, he'll never be The Rock, but he's fucking close. If they're A pluses, he's an A. So, I mean, John Cena fucking knocked it out of the park. He was amazing. That was a great segment. Woke me back up. Then Triple H versus Batista. I did not expect any of the things that happened in this match to happen. And I loved it. I loved this match. Because they come out. Batista's, you know, got his normal entrance. But he looks at Shawn Michaels. He looks at Triple H's dad. He's being a dick. Triple H comes out on this crazy fucking like Mad Max contraption. It was really cool because he always has a sick entrance. Triple H literally pulled a ring out of Batista's nose. His nose is bleeding. It's a no holds barred match. And they they actually a lot of matches can be no holds barred, but they don't actually utilize everything. They fucking utilized everything in this. It was fantastic. Uh, he's hit, he, Triple H hitting with toolboxes, chairs, power bombing him on the fucking stairs, hitting the pedigree. Batista's kicking out. Batista starts beating the shit out of him. I thought this match was going to be super short because Triple H hasn't fought in a long time, and Batista hasn't fought in legitimately like six years. Batista looked fucking great. Batista looked amazing. Triple H looked amazing. They they turned back the time and the ending. The ending was phenomenal. Ric Flair comes out of nowhere, hands Triple H the sledgehammer, gets Batista's attention, Triple H bang with the sledgehammer, pedigrees him, hugs Ric Flair, they're leaving, Triple H wins. That's fucking awesome. I mean, that's great. So, yeah, that was really good. Really good match. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Fucking hated it. I, I get it, but I hate it. Because... No, I hate it. I'm sorry, like WWE, you're a fucking dick. You don't... I know that in the history of WWE, they never let the person go out on top. It's just not how it works. But there was someone else, man. Why Baron Corbin? He's just... People don't care. I don't care. We don't care. He's never going to be a champ, man, unless you force it down our throats, and then we're still not going to care. So... You could have put fucking Aleister Black. You could have brought back Bray Wyatt. You could have done a lot of things for Kurt Angle's last match for him to lose to someone. Have him lose to someone that matters, that's going to be there later on. Like, I I hated it. It was fucking dumb. Um, Fuck off with that. Uh, Finn Balor is the demon versus Bobby Lashley. Didn't love this either. I understood it, but I didn't love it. I think Lashley's awesome, and they they made him look... He's just like Drew McIntyre. They made him look really powerful for a long time, and then Finn Balor slaps a little paint on him, and all of a sudden he's indestructible, and he beat... He, the, the match was not... It took longer for Finn Balor to put the face paint on than it took for the match to happen. I just didn't get it. It almost felt like they were like, guys, just go out there for five minutes and figure it out. Finn Balor wins. I like the outcome. Just don't understand how we really got there. So Finn Balor wins the Intercontinental Championship. Good for him, but I still don't get it. 
Uh, what was the, and then the last match: Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Well, here's the thing. Like I said in the beginning, th- this card just was seven hours, and I really, I had to rewatch this match because. I was wondering if I was just done and I didn't give it a chance. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Because when I rewatched the match, it was a good fucking match. But how do you follow six hours and 30 minutes? It's just, you know, it's a real shame. I mean, this came on until after midnight, man. And it was on the tail end of a show that reached seven hours. And it's like the crowd was dead. And... I don't know, man. It's nuts. It's it's rough. I mean, it was good. Like I said, it was a good match. If you gave it, it's just due. Rousey, bleeding from her elbow. Uh, she had crazy bruising on her inner legs. Flair was favoring her right knee. She's also bleeding from the arm. Uh, there were spots where, like, it was insane. Flair landed a fucking crazy... Spanish fly from the top rope and and Lynch is breaking it up with the figure eight leg lock and there was a lot of stuff that happened in this match that were really good but it just happened at the wrong time so I give the women an A plus for like the effort because the effort was there and it was worthy of main event booking it was just it was rough. And then the ending just was stupid because if Ronda Rousey's really going to be gone, you need to have Becky win off a clean finish. You don't have her, oh, well, one of her shoulders was up. Oh, Rousey shouldn't have lost. That's fucking dumb. She's not even there anymore. Why are you protecting her? There's nothing to protect. So I hated that. Um, but all in all, I liked a lot more than I hated. And... If I was going to grade it from 1 to 10, I don't want to give it too high. But I know people are going to think this is a little much, but I'm going to give it an 8.2. Because, like I said, there was just a lot that I watched and I watched it through. I watched the event through and it's I don't I normally can't do that. I normally cannot like if the Cena thing didn't happen and the Triple H Batista match didn't work out as good as it did, there was a chance I would have lost my interest. But they just they kind of put some of the segments at the right time and it was good. It was really good, really good WrestleMania uh, once again. So I'm sorry I've been gone for long. Eight point two WrestleMania. I'm going to be more consistent about this. I'm sorry I've. Really been neglecting you guys, but I'm back. The Bruins playoffs start on Thursday, okay? Thursday, I am going to be talking some mother effing Bruins. I'm going to be talking some mother effing Celtics as well. As you know, when I first started this podcast, I said, what is this time? What is this time of the year? It's the most wonderful time of the year because we've got the Celts. We got the Bruins and we've got the playoffs at the same goddamn time. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. I will either. I might give you a little rundown of what I think is going to happen in the series with the Bruins and the Celts. 
I might do that before. I might do that after the first game of each. I'm not sure yet. We will find out, though, very soon. So thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. I love you guys. I will be back. Peace.